Hello, everyone. I'm Casey. And I'm Michael. And welcome to Put That Record On. This week, we're spinning Mock Root by Tigran Hamasian, his sixth studio album from the year 2015. So please join us around the record player, sit back, and enjoy. Yeah, I will say that uh, this album doesn't get stuck in your head as much as uh, our last ones do, but lyrics-wise, this is a primarily instrumental album, so that's part of it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely not... I mean, we don't want every single album that we do every single week to get stuck in our heads, because if we did that, then we'd probably go insane. Because oh, uh, yeah, my brain would explode. It's already bad enough. Yeah, between, like the work that we put into editing each show and then listening to the albums to do notes and then listening to the album like afterwards just because we'll still we still like the album the weeks and the albums get crossed it was actually one thing i i meant to bring up is i've kind of enjoyed like spending the last what is it this is our seventh episode now so spending the last six weeks actually diving into albums and listening to them more than once and actually giving them attention i feel like i've really gotten to know these albums a lot better than albums that I listened to even like a a few times in like 2020 because I'm actually sitting down with them and focusing on them. And I've really been enjoying that. I will say I need to get better at that. But compared to what I had been doing, which was not listening to music at all, (laughs) or giving out only giving like two albums attention. (laughs) This is a big change. No, but I yeah, I totally get what you're saying stuff's more lodged in my head now and like the correct stuff too like because i'm actually like going through and looking at lyrics and now when i have will wood stuck in my head i can actually like sing the correct things instead of the melodies just kind of like blah 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 blah. or like what your brain heard (laughs) yeah which was incorrect which will stick in your head forever even if you've read the correct lyric (laughs) it stays what your brain heard the first time (laughs) And and then you're like singing the correct thing and you're like, wow, that sounds really good when you sing it with this melody. It's like, that's probably why he did it in the first place. (laughs) Makes sense. But yeah, this one, we don't, we don't worry about that. We're not saying that's a, we're not saying that's a bad thing. We're just saying it's it's different style of music. Doesn't look like we have any history. Nope. I, I I guess my, sometimes when I do history, I, I say how I found the album this is a 2015 album, obviously, but I didn't find this album till um, mid last year, and so it's been in my rotation of things. In my, I, when you add stuff in Apple Music, it falls into a recently added section, and that's usually I'll scroll through that to figure out. I'll scroll through that to pick an album that I will just listen to, and so it's been in that that grouping for the last six months or so, and so it, it was on my list of like things I want to eventually present to the show when we have a week where we don't have any new releases and not something i've been listening to since 2015 (laughs) could have been so the album cover is a tree it's a tree in it looks it it looks like the middle of it the the image is black and white so it's harder to tell i'm going to assume it's the middle of a field but it could also be desert now that i'm really looking at it just because of the way the hills in the back look. Mm. Oh, yeah, that might not be. But we can say at least the tree might have mock roots. Wait, actually, is that water in the front of it? I think it is. Oh, it looks watery so, to me. Yeah, it looks like a, it looks like water. 
of some kind. Interesting. Yeah, it's like it is a little grainy, and because of the black and whiteness, mm-hmm. it'll make for a nice uh, drawing cover. Yeah, especially. Um, well, I was going to say especially the words, just because of how they're written. It almost looks like uh, smoke, like smoke rings. Mm. But oh. I, I don't do. I a theme I've been doing with the artwork is I don't actually write words on anything. So I might see if I can have a... T- I'll try to do it in that style, probably, see if it can come across, but... I do like the, I do like the, uh, the smoky, cloudy vibe because a lot of the songs have a... have what I would consider like a rainy... a rainy day, like overcast, cloudy, might start raining soon vibe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like a, a storm or of some kind, maybe just a rainstorm rolling in. Mm-hmm. Which fits the vibe of the music, which is you get points if your album cover is a picture of the vibe that I kind of am picturing when I'm listening to the music. So if that is water at the bottom, which I'm pretty sure it is, the opening track has like ocean sounds or what I thought was ocean sounds. Mm-hmm. So that lines up real nice. <laughs> it, match- it matches nicely. I, I, like, I like the cover. Cool. Uh, I, I, I concur. I will. This one will be nicer to draw. Than some of our album covers. Wow. Hush. <laughs> it was a lot. Okay. Terraformer was a lot. It looks so good, though. I am my own worst critic. And I mean, aren't we all? So. Aren't we all? It comes across. I'll say that. Themes? 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 Themes. You even wrote a theme this week. I did. I'm trying. <laughs> trying to get better i'm trying to i'm constantly trying to improve myself which is a lie but like i'm actually trying to be better here so look we're still in the first 10 episodes these are all beta episodes exactly so a theme that i noticed throughout the album is that the piano and the vocals are often mirroring each other not not all the time and a lot of the vocals in this album aren't lyrical like there's no lyrics it's all instrumental vocals and so you'll hear the ooze or whatever vowels at along with the piano, and they're actually, I guess, playing, doing the same thing, or at least very similar things. I definitely feel like the it was composed with a piano, and then certain sections were meant, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to do this with voice, too. We're going to, you know, layer it, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which creates a really nice effect, because it's not like a simple vocal, it's not a simple vocal line. They are oh, no. very complicated piano lines, with complicated vocal meals on top of it. And it's sometimes the piano is more, you have both there. Sometimes the piano is a little behind it and you catch it on a couple notes. Uh, it, it, they play around with it. But yeah, there's definitely a, a music, a, a lot of the music is written in that style. Yes. But it's a, it's a really good sounding style, so I never really get sick of it. No, no, I've, I actually, those were actually my favorite parts of the album. Or when that was going on. I like having drums and voice and all the instruments that go around what could be a simple piano album. I think it elevates it. That was an album we did um, back in the old show that I really liked, the Gleb Culloden album. Uh, I think I, I, I had you listen to that one as well. Doesn't mean I remember. Yeah, I don't remember it. He was a piano player and it was a, it was a bunch of instrumentation behind it. And so I guess I think it was a voice in a couple songs. Uh, you'd, you'd know it if I... Yeah, if I, if I reheard it, I would recognize it. The style of music is piano albums that a little bit more, that have a jazzy side behind them. I like that. Yeah. 
Definitely after you've had so many lyrics from the last two weeks. Actually, a lot of lyrics from the last three weeks. Yeah, we need we needed a lyrical break. And hey, even the lyrics that are in this aren't in English, so I can't understand them. <laughs> and therefore, they don't get stuck in my head. <laughs> Woohoo! Um, my theme for the week was 4-4 uh, is for normies. <laughs> pop music is bad. Take that pop music. Take that basic out- <laughs> basic stuff out of here. I'm trying really hard not to swear anymore. <laughs> it's your 2121 goal. I, I don't like when I swear. I've never liked when I swore. It just happens. So I'm just trying to replace it. So I, I've started saying uh, fluffin' a lot. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my favorite way. My <laughs> my favorite. Anyways, yeah. Uh, full, full, full. No, no. Uh, last week, very much not in full, full. This week, very much not in full, full. Spoiler, next week, very much not in full, full. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let's... To be fair, the one the four four album we had, or like more basic time signature album we had, also mm-hmm. had the same tempo, and I got real bored to the point that I was I was I was whiny. I was complaining about it. <laughs> so we don't want that. No, the next four four album we're doing is a uh, Solana's album later this month. Gotta, we gotta. Well, maybe maybe it's not four four. Maybe I'm. Maybe hey, who, who knows? But um, it probably is. <laughs> I'm not like I'm not ready for the seven full Lana album. <laughs> I can tell you that much. That'd be a time. I feel like that wouldn't go over well with some people. No, no, Lana Lana fans they need a specific thing. <laughs> they, need, they need a very specific Lana. And it better be in full four. <laughs> like not specific Lana in full four is like not good enough. <laughs> Uh, should we get should we get going with this? We should Let's get going, going with this. Let's let, get on with it. We're both we're both tired for varying reasons, so this bubbly cherry is just not not cutting it. <laughs> Even though the little tab says, Hey oh like you you should you really think. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Nice. Uh, yeah, nice touch. The first track on the album is called To Love. And it's an intro song, which we all love we we just we like intro songs on this show we're going to be critical of the first album that comes along that doesn't do an intro song oh we're we are very critical when the intro song is not good we know this about us y'all don't know this about us yet but um we know it <laughs> we we care deeply about your intro songs i need the mood set exactly the storms that start the song and vocals that just really set the vibe it's it's very calming like if you're going to a a spa or something for a massage and they have mm-hmm. um very they have certain music playing that is just very calming. This is the type of song I could see in there. Yeah, like people listen to like storm sounds to fall asleep. Yeah, I tried that once it didn't work. No, I I don't understand the storms, but the Harry Potter audiobooks worked. But Well, yeah, that works for everyone. <laughs> it's very calming. We aren't reviewing the Harry Potter audiobooks. Never going to do that. Never, never, what? never. <laughs> You're editing that then. Ah <laughs> uh, no, no, just forget it. <laughs> I don't want to touch that. I I would I should make a my own personal podcast just for going over the books. 
page 183. <laughs> and why, where all, all my complaints are, because I have, I have many. Like, I love this series, and there's, there's so many spots that are just like, why? <laughs> That's why we, we, we're sticking to albums here. <laughs> uh, all right. We're sticking to albums, and we're giving you one week with them, because we cannot let you sit with them for 15 years. No, this is true. <laughs> no, but it's very calming. But I do like that the song has, it has a darker code that comes in every once in a while. It just, you know, has a really nice flavor that says, it's calm. It's not like completely calm. There's like a little darkness, but it's not, it's not, there's not too much darkness. Yeah, it's not blissful tranquility. It's, it, I don't know, it's realistic. Mm-hmm. If you're someone with anxiety. <laughs> Yeah, but but I still find it calming inside because like the song ends with these higher notes, so you know there's there's darkness, but it's like bookend by calm calmness, which makes the whole thing kind of calm. The piano, I think it jumps the octave. I think. Yeah. This is where it has the vocals over the piano that I was mentioning as a theme, and the vocals are higher, but then at the end the vocals drop out, and it's just the piano, and the piano jumps up higher. That octave, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's the same as where the vocals were, but the vocals were higher than the piano before. So So now they just kind of even out, yeah. Yeah. Look, if we're not right, then it's okay. We don't have to be right. We're not trying to be perfect. We're trying to convey our thoughts. Right. And if we thought it was wrong, then we're still going to convey the wrong thought. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're not claiming to be right here. We're, we're, just, we're just telling you what we think. And it's music. It's subjective. Mm-hmm. 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 So, intro song. A plus. Good. Thank you. Thank you for introing us to this album. The second track on this album is called Song for Melon and Rafiki. So, like, the last, the last track was a lot more, you know, gentle and smooth. And this one, the piano comes in pretty quick, if I yeah. am remembering correct- correctly. It also is the start of the... The tempo changing barrage. This song jumps around a lot. Well, even inside of the start, this the starting quick notes, the this though in sets of five, but it's uh it's bars of ten sixteen with ending with a bar of twelve sixteen, and that kind of process repeats. There's a bunch of it's mixed between ten ten sixteen then twelve sixteen. Okay. <laughs> when you listen to it again, you'll you'll be able to count the sets of five notes, so you have two sets of five, so that's out above 10 16th. But then every uh, fifth or sixth bar, so, uh, you know, the, the, a set number of bars, there's one of 12 16. So you, you don't, you have this like extra, you have two extra uh, 16th notes thrown in. And it's so if you're actually trying to count, it is, you're not going to. <laughs> how, I don't even know how you conduct that. I'm assuming you can, oh, you'd conduct 10, no. How the F? I was about to say you conduct it in 5-4, but you don't. That's not how that fraction breaks down. You just don't conduct it. You feel this one. Yeah, you feel this music. I, I'm like trying to, because I'm like, okay, you conduct 2-4, like, but that's once that's 8-16. Yeah, you, <laughs> A lot of stuff on this album, if you try to, like, just, like, even just, like, do the simple, like, foot on the ground, like, normal drum pattern, you get you off, you, you're off sync immediately. Yeah, like you get it for a couple lines, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, where am I? No, you feel this music. 
Huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's so well done, though, like that if you aren't listening to it, you can kind of not notice it. But it's like at the same time, if you actually try to do any of the normal stuff that you do with music, it falls apart and you're like and you realize why it's falling apart. But yeah, I, I like the way this one starts. I, I just like that you have an intro song, but you also have this song, which introduces another side of this album. Mm-hmm. This style of song. I like these. Um, There's like different sections to this song. There's like three distinct parts of this song, but they kind of interweave together. Like sometimes you get the piano and the drums of the horn playing these very, there's a stabbing section. So you get the piano playing these stabs doing non-stab areas like in the back. So you still retain the essence of the song. You get the song gets to expand and do stuff other than just like here's this one idea that we're going to just repeat forever. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, in in my notes for this song, I literally have timestamps of I'm like it changed, it changed again, it changes again, because they are it's very sudden, but it all it does all work together. And I think you're I think you're right about the three distinct sections. It definitely jumps around more than just three sections oh yeah it it jumps around more than but those three different sections which i feel like are their own things and then those the more abrupt breaks but they like you said they're not abrupt because there's enough ideas staying in the song that while most of the instruments do something abrupt one thing kind of stays the same so that you know you haven't just completely left yeah at towards the end of the song it it calls back right to the beginning, but it's at a faster pace and there's, you know, more instruments layered in there. Cause at the beginning it's, I'm pretty sure it's just piano and vocals. And then throughout most of the song, this is where all of these other instruments get introduced, which gives it like, I guess a, I'm, I'll say a jazz sound. Anytime that there's horns in the mix, it's like, you're like, ah, jazz. Yeah, you're like jazz. <gasps> jazz. But like, <laughs> is this is, this is not jazz. <laughs> Could be a variant. It's got, jazz elements it's on the family tree of jazz mm-hmm. i think that's fair the vocals really make it not jazz though yes there's even more vocal and piano dancing in this song towards towards the end and the uh the stab section the way that the stabs are done is completely remixed by the end of this hmm. i don't have it written down it's, it's always hard to for me to like with words write down what the music's doing and mm-hmm. because there's no like melody, there's no strict melody. It's hard to even like sing it. But the stabs in the center are different than the stabs at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but they're stabs. They're still stabs. Yeah, they're still they're stabs. <laughs> right at the end, like the last few notes at the end are quite different, and I really liked it. And it kind of reminded me of if you solve a puzzle in Breath of the Wild. Not the same. It was like reminiscent of that because like. There's just a few quick notes, I think. There's a lot of atmospheric sounds on this album. We said that with the with the intro. Well, it's just like it puts you in a place. And I mean, the Breath of the Wild music is very atmospheric. So yeah, I mean, I was less about the atmospheric part and more about that that those specific ending notes standing out. Mm. But the the Breath of the Wild notes for puzzle is still atmospheric in its own. They'll they'll weigh in. This still has that, but yeah. Yes, this is true. And yeah, I don't know if it was Breath of the Wild, but I couldn't think of a com- like a comparison, and that was the first one I I came to. It could, it could totally be. They were neat. Shall we move to the fourth song? The third well, no. song, yeah. not the fourth <laughs> song. 
because we're on the third song. The third track on this album is Cars 1, spelled with a K. Which implies that there might be a cause too. Ooh. The existence of Adam Driver implies the existence of Eve Passenger. Oh. I read that earlier this week. <laughs> I was See, I was going to say it, it implies the existence of Adam Puddle. <laughs> but the first, you have to take it further with the first name. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's fair. You could say Eve Putter. You could. You see, that, that, that'd work. All right. Cause one. This this one this song starts with that Docker code from the intro. It has that. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So this song's a little Docker, but it it pulls. I feel like it pulls. It might even be the same like key from the intro because it does sound very similar. So that's being pulled here, and we get to expand on that idea a little bit more. There's a nice electronic drum in this, which just kind of. We we talked about the electronic drums in last album uh, for board watching. How they just they add this like eerie Docker darkness to them which yes yeah does a good job here too i use the word eerie to describe this the piano has this eerie music box quality to it Mm -hmm. like i could imagine someone winding a music box and then this is what's playing Um, so creepy yeah i i had creepy but then i changed it to eerie because i was like i was like i don't know if i'm creeped out but like it it's a, a little unsettling um, and that sound effect, which I think is the electronic drum that you're mentioning, um, it, the way it kind of jump, jumps in reminds me of how it's act. I think it's done more in, um, like a horror film, scary movie genre where you'll have, um, camera cuts and jumps. And sometimes they'll have a sound effect, almost like the film is skipping, which makes it more unsettling. And those, the, the drum there made me think of that, which added to the eerie atmosphere for me. Yeah, there's a nice uh, soft transition around the 225 mark, which I really like. Okay. Yeah, so there's a nice, nice transition, and the song gets darker at the end. It even gets, it has this really nice distorted sound effect over it at the end, which... I don't remember it there. I know it's somewhere in the out. Al- I know there that they, um, that happens... That happens a few times. There's a heavy distorted on one of them. Yeah, I know, because I had to, like, jump to, like, turn my volume down because I was so uncomfy. The mood here is it's angry piano. Oh, it's, it's angry. It's some angry piano, and it's a syncopation fest. Like, whatever rhythms are happening, it's, I mean, some of that could be credited to the whatever time signature is happening at that point in the song, but it... It felt syncopated. It, it's and I mean that's that's cool. This, as you've said before, is an album that you feel. I mean that's what good composers and good musicians do, which is they barely know the time signatures themselves. They just feel stuff. Yeah, they're just playing what they feel. So it's like you're not. I feel like probably with a lot of these, he composed them and then put it like time signatures into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he was having to write it out, like, okay, this is does this, 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 but when he's writing, it's just like you play what sounds good. You don't, you aren't going like by theory. Like, our analysis of some of this, these songs going to be much shorter just because we we don't have melodies to get stuck in our head and we don't have lyrics to discuss. So, but yeah, you start the you start the song with the eerie music box piano, and at some point it switches to angry piano, and it stays at angry piano for this song. It's, it's some it's some aggressive piano. <laughs> 
<laughs> Some good piano. Oh, yeah. Very good. The excellent piano in this. <laughs> really good. So the fourth song is called Double Faced. And this groove just hooks my brain. <laughs> <laughs> this is quick piano. Well, quick play- piano, but these drums would be an absolute nightmare to play. So there's an analysis video, which I'm going to post in the show notes. And he said, it's, it's not by the composer, it's by someone else who was just uh, analyzing the song. But he's saying it's called Double Face because you can view the beat relative to the piano or the drums, and you have two completely different things going on. It's one of those weird songs where the drums are kind of playing in 4-4, but the piano is absolutely not. The piano is doing whatever the fluff it wants. They meet up at a point, so it's that weird what it, polyrhythm type style. Uh, yes, yeah, which makes you uncomfy. We've, dis- we've discussed this before. It's funny because I, so I noticed, like, I had an original note around, like, 116. I'm like, the drums just start playing something different. And then I listened back, and they never started playing something different. They were playing this thing the whole time. They were just, like, completely off from the piano. <laughs> I mean, they have their own thing they're doing. It's a pretty simple full, full beat. That's not what the piano is doing, which is, you know, the main focus. You should, you should give that a listen. You should listen to the, pay attention to the drums behind the piano at the start here. Oh, you're right. That, that's garbage. I was so distracted by the piano and listening to that, like the drums weren't really coming through. Until you mentioned it. This whole style goes throughout the song. Yeah. It's really cool. It's just like it. Oh, it's real neat. Um, it, ho- it, hurts, it hurts you though. At the 240 mark, do you know what instrument is doing the solo? I said it was a synth, I think. Okay. That, that was my guess, but I was not sure. Yeah, I said great transition around to 225 again with the basses and the synth. So I think this is a, it sounds synthy because the way he's able to do a bunch of the quick notes with it. And there's bass because we like bass around here. We always we do love our bass. Song song's very heavy too. It's it's very a very heavy sounding song. Yeah, I, I really like the the way the song is was crafted with with these with the drum the drumming and the piano kind of intertwined the way they are. It gives you a nice song. Yeah, and now that I'm I'm thinking about it, the just the title like double faced. It's neat that they have or that he has like two. You've got the piano and you've got the percussion. And they are doing their own thing, mm-hmm. like two different things, kind of like someone who would be two-faced is. One guy wants to play the piano the way he's playing it, and the other one wants to drum like these these four four patterns, kind of more normal. And but both, but they both work and make a song together. Yeah, it's nice. That's all the notes I have on it. I'm 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 limited on notes this week. Yeah, same. I only had two lines for that song. Should we move on to the fifth song? I think we should. The fifth song is The Roads That Bring Me Closer to You, which I I love this song. This is probably my favorite song in the album. I just This is this is up there. This it's probably I think my second favorite. Yeah, this was one of those songs where I was when I was listening to the first time, which is one of the ones that kind of drew me back cuz it was memorable enough that I got it was stick in my head a little bit. It would I'd want to hear it. You know, the, the good good song qualities. Mhm. It's got such a nice mood at the start. It's so light. It's so it's so good. There's a the song of the future bites. I think it was that gave me this like haunting alien enchanted forest vibe. Was it the last I, song? I don't know. No. I've, I have eh. no idea. But I've talked about that vibe before, and this this was similar. It's it's not 
it's just like you walk into this grove with magical lights and it's really neat. Oh, King Ghost. Yeah, yeah, that that's the one. <laughs> I don't think they're similar necessarily, but I got the same vibe. It's it's a mood. It's it's a mood, yeah. And there's a nice mix of vocal led pots and piano led pots in the song. Mm-hmm. Uh they they switch back and forth. This is some nice docker codes in the song, which it mirrors the intro in a, in that way of like it's a great mood set or it, it has darkness intertwined with it. It, it mixes stuff. It, it, it does a really good job. It's just like being a, cal- it's calming, except it's not calming, but it is calming. Yeah, I get that. It's like, it's real. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a mood. It's hard to describe, but you're right. It's calming, but not calming at the same time. At 2.05, I don't know what's really happening there, but <laughs> it, it, <laughs> Whatever it was, it reminded me of the, some of the music in Hollow Knight. I don't know if you've ever played that video game. I have not. Oh, that's like a, that was a string or something up there. So Hollow Knight, it's a game I've never fully played through, but I've seen, I've watched other people playing it. Um, and I made a point of watching them play because the artwork and music in it is amazing. It's absolutely beautiful. And the main character is adorable. And... But the whole thing is, you want to talk about a mood, that game is that haunting, that hauntingly beautiful vibe. Like, the these enchanted forests, enchanted alien forests I'm talking about, there are areas in the game that are that. I just think that this song kind of, it, it reminded me of the game. So so if anyone wants a video game that is really good that they haven't played, Hollow Knight is, is great. And I think it's coming out on the Switch, if it hasn't already. There was a mood to this album, which I... The album that I think I, other than the Glenn Collin album, which has similarities, the other one is a another Stephen Wilson album called, um, named uh, Graceful Drowning, which was his more like jazzy mood setting album. And it, there's a lot of moods in here, which I, d- draws me right to that album because that album is also p- much more piano led, much softer, much th- this, this mood. So that when I hear those like strings of stuff in the background, I, I get that. There's a sound effect right after the part you were talking about. I said at 2.22, which is like very alien. Mm-hmm. Did you get that? It's like a, it's like a raindrop type thing, but it's not a raindrop. It's a, it's a droppy sound. Well, now that I just started the song, it's right at the beginning too. That's that, that sound effect. It does. It sounds like. Oh, is it there? It's, oh, yeah. it's exactly. Yeah. It's right at the beginning. Um, it's. That is the that the alien aspect mm, um, okay. that that gives it that alien vibe, but I agree that it does kind of sound like a raindrop. If it, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Very Hollow Knight sound. I, <laughs> this song could have been in Hollow Knight. <laughs> the song also has the way that it picks up energy into the Daco sections sounds so so good because mm-hmm. it's played like three times. It's that. Donna, 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 bom, bom, Donna. It's like that's good, mm-hmm. and then he plays on it uh, later on the song and adds notes into that uh, extra. With, there's like extra piano notes in that. They go really well. Yeah, I, this song's real good. It's a vibe. And then this is the song that gets very loud and fuzzy at the end that you don't yes, like. Yes, this, this, this super uncomfy. Like I forgot what I was doing. It's like background static and it like builds and builds and builds and it's like you know when you get up too fast and you lose your vision. <laughs> It's like if that was audio, like <laughs> it's just like coming in and you're just feeling 
overwhelmed by that static. And yeah, it's, it, it is a lot. <laughs> I like it. This, this song's a vibe. All songs are good. Also a mood. <laughs> but yeah, so after that mood, you get gently placed from the fuzz into the sixth song, which is Lilac. This is my favorite song. It's so calming. It's so pretty. And I I mean, I love piano music. And I don't listen to it much because it makes me cry. But this <laughs> one is just... <laughs> doesn't matter if it's supposed to make me cry. It just makes me cry. Um, it's just, It's so pretty. It's so pretty. And what's funny is I, I noticed it like three minutes into the song. I'm like, he's so good at piano that it's easy to overlook that this song is just piano. Yeah. It's a beautiful piano piece. Yeah. Which it's like, because there's so many other instruments on this album, it's, it says something that he can, you can go to listening to the last five songs, which have a bunch of instruments and vocals, and he can do a whole piano song and you don't notice that it's only piano. Like it, nothing's missing somehow, even though everything's missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh he's very it's it's very pretty. Yeah. This one it, it kind of reminded me of something you might hear over um like a credit sequence in a movie, like an opening credit sequence or an ending credit sequence. Um and it's probably because it is just like simple piano, but or not simple piano, um it's just piano. Um but like the type of I don't know, like the illusionist or something something mysterious. I specifically like if the movie had an a mysterious old manor house in it like that kind of movie <laughs> that's what i was picturing something like that like old like black and white images and all that but uh, yes it's a good song it's, it's very this this was this is my favorite point in the album i think my favorite parts of this album are when it is piano or the that like the piano vocal yeah the piano vocal combo with the, the just those calm but just gorgeous parts mm -hmm. that's what i really like about this this album and i got a, this is like a whole song of that so i, I know that's why i really like that <laughs> yeah he does a good job adding those components to a lot of these songs giving the, those elements their own songs and mixing it with other things that the whole album is not just only that it's like i wouldn't want a completely i mean i there's like i'm sure there's great piano albums but it's like i'm not going to go seek out an hour-long piano album no, it's more, I want to, I like a piano piece. Mm -hmm. It fits really nicely after the heaviness of that last song. Well, the heavy ending, I think that the, the song, it's, it's the whole, the last song had a lot of those elements in it that I really liked, but it ends at the, yeah, very uncomfy strong. And then it, it takes you into this place and then pulls you right back out. Yeah. The, it, next we, track. the seventh <laughs> song of the album, <laughs> it's called Entertain Me. And this is another song that has that mixed time stuff going on here that I'm just too dumb to talk about. <laughs> it's very, it's, the song's very heavy. It's in your face. It's got mixed, like I said, mixed time meters. And I just, it's short too. It's like three minutes. It's very short for the, for the album. And I, I have nothing to say about it because like, I, I don't know what to say about it. I'm just not, I'm just not a classic music person. Oh no, neither am I. Like. I'm I am a normie. It, it yeah, it catches you off guard and it pulled me out of the mood I was really enjoying. So of course I'm always going to be grumpy about that, even if like <laughs> grump, at grump, an overall grump, setting grump. that's what I enjoy. But I'll be like, no, I liked my peaceful lilac music. <laughs> grump, 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 grump. But yeah, I, yeah, I really don't have anything to say about it other than that it, it has the angry vibes that <laughs> we had earlier. Bum, 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 so. bum, bum, bum. 
Bum, bum. Yeah, should we move on to the next track? Yeah. All right. The eighth track on this album is The Apple Orchard in Sugmoxavunk. And if that is pronounced wrong, I'm sorry. I did my best. There's a cue at the end, and we panicked. Yeah, yeah you, you stick a cue at the end with nothing. Yeah. Mm-mm. I <laughs> no no idea. <laughs> I did a, I did a trip a couple years ago um, back when people traveled. And it was, <laughs> I went from Germany to uh, Prague, Czech Republic, and Czech, the Czech Republic has a Slavic language, and it's like German. You can look at I can as a is German is one of the Romantic language. Yeah, that's what they're called, the Romantic languages. Uh, German isn't German isn't a Romantic language, I believe. German and English are together in the same family, um, but they're they branch off separately from um, French and Italian. And those languages. So uh, French and Italian, I, I believe, are both romantic languages. But German and English are not classified as a romantic language. They're in that branch, though. So basically, you can look at those letters, you can look at those words, and you can... My English brain can read them and put them together. And then I would see Slavic, and it's like, mm-hmm. no. German is actually, as an English speaker, German's actually one of the easier languages to learn. Yeah. Because they are part of the same family. Yeah. So, uh, cue at the end. Very much like seeing, like, the V vk it's like what am i doing with this like, what do i do with that you just reminded me of something i meant to meant to say i think maybe last week's out, uh recording but i <laughs> forgot so i was talking to scott and you know talking about the music we've been listening to and i i mentioned how terraformer is it's a prog rock a uh, prog rock album you know progressive rock and he looked at me and he was like that's what prog rock stands for i was like yeah progressive rock he's like i thought it was like the country oh (laughs) (laughs) prog rock prog's not even a country i think he said country (laughs) yeah it's not it's a city it's a city in the czech republic yeah well hey i mean i'm trash at geography so i i will not i will not stick him out on a limb alone and i will say i also thought it was a country so (laughs) but i did know that progressive rock it stood for progressive rock and i got his permission that i could say that i was like can i make fun of you a little bit always he's like yeah it's fine (laughs) yeah this song i i really like uh oh i like all these songs like but this I, i like this one it's uh there's some nice high piano arpeggios around like 240 with a louder sound, which I like. Um, I think this falls this falls back into the like calm piano category. And as a fallback, the piano right at the beginning is actually similar to the main melody in the opening track. It's not oh. the same, but it comes in and, and plays what you hear in that opening song. Oh, yeah. This falls into the nice mood setting prettiness section of the album. Mm-hmm. You do get um, some snare drum action. Mm-hmm. which i hadn't noted like I, I know it's used in the other songs but it comes in in a way that i i realized I'm, I'm assigning it a marching feel but that could just be because i spent six years of my life in marching band so i just associate snare drum with marching so it's just there yeah yeah i'm i'm just broken like that so <laughs> but yeah that's not like the one one-ish minute mark i, I don't have much to say well, at the point where it's like I we've 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 hashed out how the album goes and the mood, so yeah, yeah. So the second song on the album had like the th- the three distinct parts: um, is piano, other back to piano. Um, I think this song 
two, you have it starts off with like the a you know calmer piano, goes to something different throughout like the middle part. Yeah, and then comes back at the end with the piano. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice it's a nice mood that Apple showed. Yeah, wherever that location is. So after that, we head on to the ninth song, which is Cause Two. Yeah. I did not realize it had a subtitle. It does. Did I not write that? I might, might not You did. That. I just didn't see it in... I, I just did not pay attention to it in the when I was listening to it. So, Cars 2, Wounds of the Centuries. Yeah. Wounds? Wounds. That is, that is the word wounds, right? Wounds don't make any sense if you actually look at them. Yeah. Seriously. They just question everything. It's a nice rework of Cars 1. It, it's, a, it's only a one-minute... One and a half minute song, so it's but it has bits and pieces of Cause One mixed in with a. I don't know what instrument it is because I am not. Um, my my ears are not trained to that instrument, but it, it's in a, in in that Arminian um sphere. Yes, yeah, it's um specific, the percussion in it. Um, I I didn't want to call it an Armenian feel because I don't know what that feel is, but we call it Middle Eastern. It's Middle Eastern, yeah. I don't know, but that's what i felt like it was um and like the piano in it it, it's probably the piano that was in cars one um but because it's over this very rhythmic percussion it's a very different vibe very different mood it's just a nice it's a nice little transition but that's all all i gotta say on that that's all i gotta say the 10th song is to negate and this one is eerily out of tune i i don't know if it's out of tune but boy it sounds out of tune to me out of tune i don't the piano oh i'd have to listen to it it's right at the start i don't think it's out of tune i think that um the end the ending note on the um the line is being held then the line starts again over that last note and that's um, creating a, a chord that uh, isn't, I don't know, Is nice. <laughs> what's the word? Spicy. Spicy, <laughs> I think yeah. That's I, what, I think that's what's happening. Because you, you can hear that last note sustained, and then it keeps playing over it. So I don't think it's out of tune. I just think that because that note is being sustained and the way it aligns with the the other notes that are being played, it gives it that crunchy yeah sound <laughs> that one makes sense <laughs> that's what i think is happening <laughs> um this song if we're going to say sounds middle eastern i think that this one does too <laughs> which makes sense i mean you you tr- you have a transition song with with that feel so you move into a longer piece with it uh, so that makes sense of how you're gonna do your songwriting and uh album structuring like I said, like we said in the last couple songs, we're probably going to go a little faster through these other songs. Yeah, but be- nine and ten have that similar mood to yeah. it. Um, so it's it's nice that they're next to each other, but they are quite different. So the eleventh song on this album is the grid. I really like the grid. I forgot to write. No- I told myself I was going to write notes on the grid. I the grid is the other song in the album. That I when I listened to it the first couple times, I really liked. Um, it's much. Uh, more in the proggy sphere. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. So you open with this very quick piano, which I they could be arpeggios. I'm not. Um, I'm not someone who actually knows the definition of an arpeggio. So I. So an arpeggio is if you have, let's say, 
an E arpeggio, right? You're playing all the notes of the E chord up and down. So you'd play, you know. E. Yes, yes. I actually so, didn't know that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so an arpeggio, like, I mean, in the simplest form, a C arpeggio, since that way we don't, we don't have to deal with chops, you know, you, you'd play C, you'd play your C, your E, your G, you might add the high C, and then you'd come back down, so you'd do. Yeah, so if anyone's ever seen the Aristocats, they actually sing their arpeggios at the beginning, and so that's how I recognize, I know what an arpeggio is. Mm -hmm. So I don't think these are arpeggios, these are just quick piano. They're, they're just quick piano up and down, yeah, so it's not an arpeggio, but it, yeah, but it, it does do the up and down. This, I believe. Right? Uh, not in an arpeggio way, because it's more, it's like an up, down, up, down. It's like a pattern of like up, down, up, down, up, down, up. And then it goes, starts at the bottom. Like, a, I'm visualizing it. No one else visualizing it, but. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you're saying. So. It's like Bob O'Reilly. It's Bob O'Reilly. That's, yeah, this was actually the song. No. Um, so yeah, you've got some quick piano. This, this song, this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mus musically. To me, it sounds like cuts are happening. So, like, if you're editing... <laughs> it does sound like it. Like, if you're editing the audio of someone speaking, but you didn't leave enough of a pause between <laughs> the words, so then it sounds unnatural. Mm -hmm. So the bits of the song... So it's like it's like bits of the song are missing, but it's been smushed together. Yeah. That's that's this. But wouldn't, it, wouldn't that make sense since it's called the grid? I don't know. Well, like, if you had a grid of, like music ideas and you like put, put them together in a nice neat grid even if they didn't fit to the standards of like we're going to do 10 seconds of this and 10 seconds of this we're going to cut it so that you have 10 seconds of this and 10 seconds of this mm, okay yeah i can see that it's like that i think pretty much the whole song and it makes to it makes me very uncomfortable that type of thing just makes me uncomfortable i can never settle in i can never i just always feel like i'm missing something like that's what i feel like gives it that progginess of like it's not oh, like yeah. it's not like it's done poorly it's done well oh um, no 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 no! i am not discounting the the music i'm just saying i'm uncomfy <laughs> yeah it's like unless you really know it you're not gonna like understand what it's trying to do or you're not gonna be ready for it i guess yeah are you ready um, for it bom, bom. <laughs> what's funny is, is the first two times i listened to it i was um i was actually drawing the terraformer artwork <laughs> oh look at you multitasking i'm i was multitasking there's only so many hours in a day <laughs> i mean that's good like that's that's a good use of like getting doing one thing while getting the next thing started that's that's pretty good yeah yeah exactly and it's you you can listen to music while drawing it's actually you know what a lot of people would would do on the new albums, I I tend to like to try to listen to it a couple of times before even attempting notes because I I feel like if I try to write notes while I'm listening to it the first or second time, it's just. But because I was doing something else, I didn't I didn't notice the intricacies of a lot of mm -hmm. this music. There were parts that would definitely stood out to me. So by the time I was listening to it a third time, trying to take notes, I remember I was like, "Ooh, I remember that." But I was able to zone out during like this song and the last one to the point that I didn't feel uncomfy because I wasn't focusing on the music. Like it's an instrumental album. So it actually makes really fantastic background. Like if you're working on something else, but it's just funny that I didn't notice how uncomfortable I was during the song until the third time I listened to it. <laughs> Till you listen to it, you're like, wait, wait a second. <laughs> I do like, I, like I said, I really like it. I think it's, uh, it, it's, it falls in that nice category of like, 
the stuff that's at the end of the album is not like I'm is just like eh next next like I actually the stuff back back here which I I strive to heal so that's always a and it's something that's also completely different actually than the rest of this album beforehand so it, it's new I you're, you're getting new ideas and new stuff here yeah so I yeah I like I said I really like this one I don't think there was any point really prior to this that it felt like prog yeah it's, I mean other than like the the polyrhythmic stuff just, yes. I mean that idea but it didn't sound as proggy as something like this would mm -hmm. so between the grid and the 12th song which is out of the grid we've left this grid the transition is so fantastic i barely noticed <laughs> yeah you don't notice <laughs> basically <laughs> i i would easily believed they were we were still in the same song the thing with out of the grid is, I mean, if you're going to go, if now you get my first narrative of the grid is all cuts and perfectly placed out of the grid. Does you, we've, we've left the grid. So there's no more of those cuts. There's no more of those cuts, but you still feel proggy. Yeah. It's like, you're still, he's still using the ideas from the grid. Hence the transitions easier because it's the same space. Yeah. It's got a, It does have a different sound to it. And I think and I made that note and I think it's probably because that there are that lack of like, there, there is the lack of cuts. Yeah. As I was listening to it, I'm sitting here uncomfy from the last one and still not. And because of that, I'm not I'm just not in a prog. I'm like, I don't want I don't want more prog. And then I look at the timestamp of this song. <laughs> this song is over nine minutes. It's over 10 minutes. OK, well, I didn't math well. This song is long. And I was like. This is the last song on the album. Am I really about to have a 10-minute prog <laughs> sesh at the end? Yeah. Um, which isn't true. There's the first and a second half to this piece. Yeah, separated by 50 seconds of silence. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 50 seconds of silence. You think the album's ended. Yeah. If you're sitting listening to silence for 50 seconds. Because, of, as I said, the first two times I listened to this, I was doing something else. I didn't notice. This actually used to be a more common trend. This Because it's almost like an old hidden track, right? Yeah, because you think it's over. So you're like, oh, I'll stop it now. And then, like, the real fans would have left it on. And you, like, hear something else. And it's like, ah, oh, that's nice. But after the silence, you, it comes back with something completely different. It is basically two separate tracks. Yeah, it's it's gone back to that softer, like it's a nice, like calming kind of way that's it, to phase the album out. Yeah, you've got more gentle piano, more of the like haunting vocals. And to your point of like, it's an instrumental album. And it's really good to kind of put have works and stuff behind it. It totally works with that too because you can just be working, and even if those fifty seconds of silence, you can continue working, and you're not going to be like you're not going to notice those seconds and then the more music's going to come back and it's not going to feel as long no no exactly like i enjoyed this album more when i was doing something else i really liked it as a background and it's not saying i disliked it on my third listen but it's very it's just very different when you're sitting and listening to the music to really hear the music and like analyze it versus you just have it on and you're you know you're just doing something Although I would totally love to go to a live show or something like this. Because I, I just like, I mean, I like going to like classical music. This is the type of thing I would love to see live. 
just because I think, and also something like this live, because you can tell there's so much experimentation and just going with it and feeling it that when you're seeing that type of music live, you get something that's never been played before because they will do more of that on stage, generally. Like, it's like hard to repeat, basically. It definitely felt like an outro track. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know what was happening musically to make it sound outro-esque, but it did feel like something was coming to an end. But it also could just be because I knew it was the last track. I knew it was at the end. So I don't know. I don't know if it was because I already had that knowledge or if it was actually making me feel that way. I mean, the ending section of the song, definitely. Like, it's much quieter. It's much softer. It definitely feels like some of the musicians have gone home. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. This was this was a neat album. I yeah, I enjoyed it overall. There are parts I didn't enjoy, but that's just more of a person. That's more of a personal preference. Like, I I am not someone who listens to to Prague. I wouldn't call this Prague. I I'm just saying specifically the parts where I wasn't like a big fan of it. It's not because I thought it was bad music or done poorly by any means. It was just like it was a taste preference. But that's not the entire album. That's just like one bit of it. Yeah, no, I I I've put this on a lot because it it falls in the category of as someone who writes code, just a great album when you're just like, what do I want to listen to today? Well, I'm going to write some stuff. This one. This, I go to yeah. this a lot. actually go to this one a lot compared to the other albums I want to talk about. It's like, I, I, I don't want those on while I'm like trying to like focus on stuff or work. No, if you're, if you're trying to focus on something else, this is a great album for that. And so you have more opportunity to put it on because you can just have it on when you're doing various tasks. It falls into a neat category where it's intricate and fun enough that I like to, I can listen to it outside of needing to focus on something else, but I can focus on something else as well. It's because mm-hmm. like pure focus music is weird because if I ever try to put that on by itself, it's like, this isn't good. Whereas this is really no. good. So like the nice thing is like if I'm focusing, it works. But if I'm, if I stop focusing for a bit and I just want to listen to the music, I can do that too. Mm-hmm. That's so why I like that mix. Yeah. I really like this um, style. I, I, as I said with music, I like music to be unique. So I know this is not a, might not be the t- most unique sound, but it's something different than the normal music I, I listen to. So it's a nice, like, I can just put this on and be like, here's a different mood than <laughs> most. Oh, yeah. Oh, this, this for, for sure falls into that category of it is its own thing, in my opinion. You're saying you don't know how to rate this. I have no idea. I have no idea how to rate this. I actually feel like I, I know how to. So I, I actually, I wrote a number this week. I didn't, I wasn't like, I felt pretty good about it this week. Okay. Where would you rate it? So we haven't actually rated any albums in this, this yet. But I think I was, I was put it in the five. I was thinking five. That, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I said, so if you said, where would you rate it? I would pick five. I think five is really good. I, we haven't done a five yet. Um. But five exists in the scale for, <laughs> it, it has a place. Um, it has a place. It has a purpose. For reference points, we've done, we put Terraformer and uh, Titanic Rising up at six, and we put Ignorance down at four. And what we were saying about Ignorance, we, the ending songs, a lot of them, I we were saying like, there was a point where I was just like, this sounds like the last song. This sounds like the last song. And I didn't have much to say because of that. Mm-hmm. But I also like didn't want to listen to them because of that. Whereas when we're saying here, the last songs sound, they follow similar themes. They're different though. I still want to listen to them. And 
what I wrote when I wrote my rating scale for five. I said, it's just a great album and there's nothing exactly wrong with it. It's not the best thing you've ever heard, but you like still come back to it and still jam out to it and you're still happy to hear it. And I think that's where this falls. Like it's not, it's not the exceptional music that I feel like, I mean, it's exceptional. Um, his composing is exceptional, uh, but it's not, the, the music is not something where I'm just like, wow, that's good. It's not, you know, it doesn't get stuck in my head. I don't have the lyrics to say that those are the best. So th- those bits and pieces of the sixes that are missing here, but there's nothing I, I would say like for this music where I'm like, that this music needs more of this. So this, there's something that sounds off on this album. It's, it just works. It just, I think, yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a great album. It's just, and that's totally cool. Hence why I, like I said, I've been listening to it for six months. I didn't say, oh, it's not, a, it's not a six or a seven. I'm not going to put this one on. As we've said before, since you're listening to us discuss it and not just like seeing the number, this, I would say this is a high end five. Yeah. It's a like, high, high scale five. <laughs> we need like, we need like a classy five. Like it's a, it's a, it's a classy five. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. I think there there is a lot here that is is it is quite exceptional. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, for sure. The, it's the, always the hard thing with these scales is you have to save certain. You have to save these um, higher numbers for like the like. I mean, we were talking about the special albums and the just the totally just so good, right? When we're like every song, we're just like X is so so good. And we're not gonna say that on every album, but that doesn't also mean like. We only listen to albums where we say everything's so so good, right? We I didn't say like half half of this album is not us just praising every element, every timestamp, and every, everything, and that's fine. Like, yeah, I think I think at some point we're gonna have to stop defending our ratings at the end of every episode. <laughs> no, oh, I I, <laughs> I want to defend them. I just I want to talk about them like a little bit more explicitly, just so that people kind of understand where we're coming yes. from yes and i there's a defense because i know so much of the internet and so much of people is just like they get so like if something that they love isn't a isn't five out five stars right it's like how mm-hmm. dare <laughs> how dare yeah, how you, dare you, how dare you the audacity but i think that also leads to people not rating st- like being afraid to give a four out of seven or five out of seven because they think that means somebody said it's bad. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, people don't use a scale. This, like the reason I ha- I've talked about the seven scale and the reason I I think about this stuff is because I look at stuff like Amazon reviews and things like Yelp. Right? I think mm-hmm. Yelp's the biggest one because Yelp drives so much restaurant traffic. Right? Mm-hmm. To the point where if on Yelp now it's like if you don't if it's not even like four four and a half stars you're like it's not good three and a half stars is not good unless i know the restaurant before ever seeing the rating and i know it and enjoy it i don't go to a restaurant if it's under four stars <laughs> right but but that's just like insane to think like okay then one what part like because those restaurants i've been to well they are five like it's like i can probably count on that hand like the five star restaurants i, I would consider to be five stars in my heart yes every everything else would be like four stars it's like and four would still be like it's a great restaurant it's you know one of the best restaurants i've ever been to like the food was great the service was wonderful but in the service industry it's like you have to say that's five like you like have to give five out to everything that 
is like not even remotely bad. And then one, two, three, and four are like the ratings of badness. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so weird. Like, so one obviously is like the trash, like actual trash. Two, I've is- been poisoned. <laughs> yeah. Two is food poison. One is food poisoning. I died. Two is I, you know, n- no one actually gave me food. I gave them money and they never gave me food. Like, it's this weird zone where I would put like three stars at, like, I feel like three stars is like, what should I got be average? Right. <laughs> well, even well, well, for a restaurant, it should be if I'm paying X for food, right? Mm-hmm. The food should be at least averagely good mm-hmm. or even better than good because it's like, I expect pretty good food, but you can't give three stars out on Yelp because three, if you see three stars on Yelp, you're like, oh, that was oh, a I won't bad time. Yeah. The defending I'm doing is because I see stuff like this and I want stars to actually mean things. You want them to have more meaning. You shifted, you extended the scale because to to your point, like you, it's like three or below, It's you, it has this negative con- connotation that then gets rid of the middle of the road it gets it it gets rid of the average it's basically it's either bad or it's good right and that's not the point of a five-star scale but that's what it's become yeah at least in our minds so by extending it out you're creating you're creating that middle ground some space and just getting used to being like it's like i said it's it's great to be five like five out of seven it's like you're above average that's great there's a lot of stuff out there. So if you can do better than average, and that's great. And you will get listened to at that point. So yeah, we, we will slow, like I said, we, we'll slowly stop defending because at this point, now at least we've given out fours, fives, sixes, and sevens. That That's mostly where we'll live. We we aren't going to give out a one. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we won't if, go there. If the seven. album is actually a one, we would call an audible and listen to a different album to record. Like we, we would go in, we would change, you know, what we recorded at the end of the episode and like you would never know you would never know we don't want to do that <laughs> ba- almost All right. sa- almost yeah okay anyways yes uh we have, fo- <laughs> we have follow out this week we do follow out follow out this was actually from last month we just never talked about it and i finally got casey to listen to it taylor swift is re-recording all her music and re-releasing it and last month she released the song love story off the album fearless which will be coming out next month and i thought we it would be fun just as a follow-out item to just discuss the song love story quickly and what we expect of this album because casey and i are both huge taylor swift fans so um this means a lot to us you're a huge taylor swift fan i'm a taylor swift fan so the two of us are huge taylor swift fans <laughs> i feel like you're i mean compared I'm to a the taylor av- swift fan i am but i don't call myself a- I don't. I don't think I call myself a Swifty, but I mean you're cl- you're close. I'm close. I'm real close, but I will complain. So I mean, a good you should complain. You should be a, yeah. I'm I I'm a critic. I mean, well, that's what I do. We do the show. <laughs> I have opinions. Yeah, I'm a critic um, too. Yeah. So I listened to it today, and I did. I specifically did not listen to. Um, the original version of Love Story prior to listening to this, mainly because it is very glued in my brain. Yeah. Um, I know it very well. I was like, there, well, there's one, there's no point. But two, I didn't want to do, I didn't want to do a direct comparison. I was like, okay, let me listen to this. And I, I knew the other one well enough. So with this, I can tell it's a re-recording. I, I, I know the song well enough to know that it's different. I definitely hear different parts in the sound. I can hear 
that her voice has changed over time. Yeah. But what's funny was is I didn't I didn't really know what to expect, but I almost expected more or more to have changed. I guess there's I should say. Yeah. So I think there's there's two ways to basically do a VB coding, which is either you change stuff, right? You know, mm-hmm. you it's almost like a remix idea. Or you try to stay as true to the original as possible. She's definitely done the latter there. Yes. I really like I think it's much better. I've gone back and then listened to the original side by side. And this version is just so much better. Like This version's really clean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The mixing and the production on this is just on another level, which makes sense, right? Yeah. It's been a, how long since? <laughs> is it a decade? Like, what is? what even is it? 13 years since Fearless came out. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sound was Casey's back cracking. <laughs> Where's my cane? <laughs> no, but I think it makes sense because, I mean, when Fearless came out, she was, and we coded, she wasn't superstar famous yet. So like, she had a couple songs on a first album that were popular. Well, yeah, te- Teardrops in My Guitar was the anthem of my little seventh or eighth grade heart. Right, but it was like, I mean, it was still contained inside of like the seventh. It was still like a, it wasn't like a superstardom song yet. She wasn't like. It was It was a very well-known song. And um, I would say like that that is the song that people knew her from. But mm-hmm. it was a song. She yeah. then surpassed that fame by hitting the next level, which is where people started knowing her for more than just a song, an entire album. I would, I'm pretty sure that Fearless is I would, the album that kind of brought her there because yeah. people knew a lot more of her music. Like there were, or maybe there were just more songs that stood out because this is where you had Love Story and You Belong With Me yeah. is on Fearless. There the was one point though. But she's still country here. She wasn't... Yes. I, we'll discuss this probably at some point later. She became big superstardom when she went full pop with like 1989. Yeah. Because, yes, because she was she was definitely country before. Like you... I'm, I am now genuinely curious how our song is going to sound. Yeah, I'm so curious on a lot of these songs. So, but, but to go <laughs> to the mixing and the production. So she was working with a country music producer who this was only his second album he produced. He, he produced the first Taylor Swift album and, and she kept working with him. He was a country music producer. So it's like the old, this old mix. I mean, it's recorded by an old, you know, a younger Swift. It's mixed in a country music fashion. Whereas this new song sounds way less country than like the twang was stripped out from the original because the, even though it's love story and it's like, you think I don't think of it as a country song anymore. I don't think of Taylor Swift as a country artist anymore. No. But you listen to that and it's like it's mixed like a country song. It's got a little tw- she's got a little twang in her voice like a like the country artist. And so like the old chorus when I went back to listen to it, it is so muddy. <laughs> like comparatively when the I mean the drums in this are huge. These like the thing I noticed the most are like the drums here are just like they are drums. <laughs> Mm-hmm. they are instruments and they'll mix really well so you can actually hear all this stuff whereas when it gets busy in the old version it's muddy because it's just not mixed well which is what yeah. you get when you're mixing a country a country album in 2008 from someone who's still relatively new and doesn't have the budget behind them to have have the best engineers and producers working on their stuff whereas now she gets to work with the best people yes <laughs> yeah she does and that makes sense that's why like i my 
thought was it's cleaner. Oh, the other thing I noticed is because we are like I am only I'm two years older, oh, two years younger than um Taylor is, right? So what's funny is listening to the old version, which is lodged in my head, but I don't listen to it much anymore. Is now when I hear it, I'm like, wow, she's young. Yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah. that's an 18 year old <laughs> singing, which I didn't notice when I was 20. <laughs> no, like, and you wouldn't. No, it's because everyone around me sounded like that. Now I'm like with my cane, like thinking like now I know why like <laughs> the uh, everyone's parents like listen to the music from the 70s and go to the live shows. And like you listen to the those bands 40 years later live and you're like, wow, they sound deep and like weird. But they're like, yeah, but everyone else around us also sounds like that. So we like that sound. <laughs> so like this more mature Taylor sound is like the, the vocals is like it just sounds so much better now because. I mean, it's like I'm older now, so I'm around people. Yeah, I'm older now, so yeah, like, please. The music is getting redone, which really works for us growing up with Taylor and now getting these redos, which I feel like I'm going to stick with the redos once they're, they're I, out. I would say so. Unless I want, like, Nostalgia Trip, I could see. I, I'm sure I'll, I think overall, like, like this better. Mm -hmm. um, one note that I noticed, and this wasn't because I noticed it. It was because I saw someone else pointed out the cover art for the i guess single mm -hmm. this the taylor's version she's wearing the prince's shirt oh really i didn't know that so if you look at her because she's like in the original you've she's got the prince and she's the princess and she's in her princess dress in this one it's just her and she's wearing that tunic almost like like basically her love story isn't relying on this other person that's cool she's now comfortable and yeah with herself she's changed a lot since 2008 yes so i did not i did i cannot take any credit for that analysis <laughs> somewhere on twitter someone on twitter can take credit for that thanks twitter <laughs> thanks twitter but i wanted to point it out yeah so this album comes out on uh april 11th and i think i originally said um, i don't want to review it but after hearing this version i i, I might change my mind we might. we'll we'll see because if our notes are just like yeah, she sounds older, and yeah, it's mixed a lot better, and yeah, it no longer sounds country, and hey, we like it. I don't know if it's worth re reviewing. I, but I think it might be fun to kind of go back and like, because we, we have opinions on all those songs. So I think it might be fun to give it, it'd give us a reason to- We could uh, do a Fearless episode. Yeah, basically, it would give us a reason to do a Fearless episode, but we'd get to do the new Fearless, and I think that might be- But we, we, would, we would talk about both. I we would talk about I think we talk about both and like what we just talked about, but then then we can just talk then, about the but songs. Then, then we can talk about the songs. Yeah, I think that's not I think that's not a bad idea. I'm I'm pretty chill with that. Because we're gonna have more of these re-releases, it will just give us an excuse to talk about Taylor's discography in time. <laughs> it will like spread it out nicely for us, and we kind of probably wanted to do that anyway. So here we are. Yep. I can't like you said for us. I. I want that first album to be remixed so bad because, boy, the 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 first album I cannot really go back to the first album anymore. No, and I, that's like our song is so catchy, but she is so it's just so forcibly country sounding. And she's young. She's like so young. And she's and so young. Yeah. You don't get to work with anyone good um, <laughs> for your first album. No, <laughs> no, you don't. Our song is Slam Screen Door. Sneaking out late, tapping on your window. <laughs> if she wants to re-record re that and make it, like, modern Taylor, that, please, please. do. Please. I mean, if she's doing Fearless, I hope she does the other song. Other I, I think she said she's going to do all, all the albums that Big Machine owns, so that would be everything up to Reputation. 
Whoa. I'm okay. I'm I'm here for it. So I mean, she's put out three new albums in the last like eight months. So I, she she, she can do it. She's got the the work ethic, <laughs> and she's got the people and mainly her. the people. Yeah, I would say a lot of it's the people. So so one other follow-up item, item real quick. Well, here we go. We'll <laughs> um. I was, I was, it will be actually be in the show notes for last week. So because of the way we, we code and release episodes, but, um, it won't be in mm-hmm. the words, um, that there was a, a bit on ankle where I, we couldn't figure out if it was a guitar or a violin solo. And I was leaning guitar and then I got confused and then I wasn't sure. It's all violin. Which is wild. Absolutely wild. <laughs> There's going to be a live version of the song um, where you get to watch the violin solo. It's good. It's real good. Yeah. And wild. Real good. All right. So next week, um, continuing on our quest to just make Casey's pulled little tempo counter useless, <laughs> we'll be checking out King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard's 2021 release, LW, which is a... They released KG um, in November. So KG for, uh, King, okay. for yep. King Gizzard and L- LW for Lizard Wizard. <laughs> we talked. We actually talked about them a little bit at, at the end of an old episode that got cut because we actually it was about an album that we called an audible on. Look at us. <laughs> Look at us. Um, so this You'll album was- You'll never know. <laughs> never know. So this, uh, this album was released last Friday. Um, so after our trek to the before times of 2015, we're heading back to our comfort zone. And by comfort zone, we mean microtonal music. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, <laughs> thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating in Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you listen to your pods on. We really appreciate it. Talk to you next week, and we'll catch you on the B-side.